Stetler Community Church. It's so good to be with you in this strange and virtual way that uh, has weirdly been afforded to us in this strange and unprecedented time. I'm living in Saskatoon. My name is Caitlin. I'm uh, Pastor Manuel's sister-in-law and so it's really neat to get to operate as the as body of Christ in this way by connecting in a way that in normal life we would not be connecting today. So thanks for tuning in and letting me join you in this way. So how have we been feeling as the body of Christ? In this time of isolation and physical distancing, are we feeling dismembered, torn apart, unable to function? How are you feeling? Are you lonely, hurried? Are you more rested? Are you distracted? I've noticed something in myself that I'm getting disproportionately excited when the doorbell rings. And today it was just the delivery guy dropping off a package from Amazon. And as I ran to the door after the doorbell rang, I like called out a thank you to him. And I just felt in me this urge to have him respond. I wanted to become this person's friend. And that tells me something about the loneliness the longing for connection that I'm having within myself. And so what do we do with these new realizations of our neediness? Someone said recently, the one thing that I've learned in quarantine is how awful of a person I am to live with. Does that ring true for you? Distilled from the typical distractions, we are having a chance to get in touch with our truer selves. And how do you feel about who you are needing? Today I want to talk a bit about the conversion journey that I'm trying to pursue from loneliness to fruitful solitude. See, without changing our circumstances of isolation right now, we can actually experience transformation and our most meaningful relationships in this time. Henry Nouwen says that when we enter into solitude to be with God alone, we quickly discover how dependent we are. Without the many distractions of our daily lives, we can feel anxious and tense. Mm -hmm. When nobody speaks to us, calls us, or needs our help, we start to feel like nobodies. Then we begin wondering whether we are useful, valuable, and significant. Our tendency is to leave this fearful solitude quickly and get busy again to reassure ourselves that we are somebodies. But this is a temptation because what makes us somebodies is not other people's responses to us, but God's eternal love for us. So have you found yourself responding in this way in this time? I know I have found many ways to stay busy and to find my value in that. I've been cooking and baking a lot more. I've been getting a lot of painting and house projects done around home. And it's like there's something in me that yearns to be to have measurable value and worth. So what are the things that you're missing in this time? Are you missing your typical schedule, your daily routine? Are you missing certain people or places? And if you're honest with yourself, have those things been crutches in your life? Have they been empty vessels that promise a source of value and significance for us? Henry Nouwen challenges this. He says, no friend or love, no husband or wife, no community or commune, 
we'll be able to put to rest our deepest cravings for unity and wholeness. He goes on to say that instead of running away from our loneliness and trying to forget or deny it, we have to protect and turn it into fruitful solitude. Loneliness is painful, but solitude is peaceful. Loneliness makes us cling to others in desperation to have our needs met. Solitude allows us to respect others because our needs are met. Learning how to sit in stillness and quietude can be the first step toward knowing comfort in aloneness. You see how what Henry Nouwen is describing looks the same externally. Loneliness and solitude externally both look like aloneness. But the internal experience is drastically different. One is a source of food and nourishment for us. The other is a source of discomfort and anxiety for us. Bell Hooks, another author, she writes, knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. So not only can solitude be a place where we are nourished, it can then be the platform from which we can nourish others in the body of Christ. So do you find yourself asking, how can we operate as the body of Christ in this time? And you may, like me, be tempted to reach out in connection in new and creative ways. This is really great, but I also encourage you to press into this chance for fruitful solitude and therefore to refine the love of the body of Christ. So how does solitude become fruitful rather than anxious and lonely? And this is where I get stumped too. So I've been trying to learn and I've been listening to a lot of counselors and psych psychologists and pastors talk about adapting to our crazy world, rooting ourselves to thrive in this time. And it's usually at this point of practicality in conversation that the conversation pivots from values towards a to-do list. And I've totally made a to-do list too. I, I make a to-do list every day. I thrive on structure and routine. But this, this is not the, the end goal or the end result. This is not the response of Christ. It is not the response of Christ to fill our emptiness and loneliness with more obligations, with more expectations that we put on ourselves of what health and wellness and thriving should look like. It is not a list of shoulds. Rather, this is the invitation of Christ. Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Those are Jesus's words from Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Keep company with me, Jesus says. In company with Christ, we can boldly name the emotions when they come in this weird and hard time. We don't need to bury them or hide them. We can say, I feel lonely. I feel anxious. I feel stressed. And this is why. And the further we can name those things and feel the pain, 
the more space we have to be met in those places. Khalil Gibran says, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Can you visualize that happening? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. We are using this time of fruitful solitude to carve more space to meet with God and to experience his comfort and his peace and his joy and his love. The more that we can name our fears and, and emotions, the more spacious of a welcome we are giving to the God who sees us, the God who knows us, the God who loves us and longs to meet us there, right there in the point of our weakness. There will God fill us, sustain us, and realign our dependency on him. Not on the stuff of relationships and schedules that we tend to lean on to get our value. So what is that still small voice of love speaking to you today? My prayer is that that inner voice may be the gentlest voice that you hear today. That that voice of love and beckoning that says, come to me and get a real rest, that it may drown out all of the shoulds that you're hearing today, and it, that it may draw you into deep-rooted love of God, who has created you to be, so that you can overflow authentically with love to those all around you. The truth is that in our loneliness, in our aloneness, in our solitude, we keep company with Christ. And by practicing fruitful solitude, we can find that even when we get back to crowds, to relationships, to family, that we are not alone, regardless of where we are and who we are with, we keep 